Imagine, if you will, a world where the greatest literary minds never died. They lived on to share their wisdom with us for years and years. Sounds like a dream. But dreams have a nasty habit of becoming nightmares. We take you now to the Puffin Publishing Podcast. I actually behind me have a large like fireworks display as well. Oh, gotcha! Just oh wow, you're gonna explode the call at the end, and it's gonna be a big good explosion, right? <laughs> well, no. What happens is Joe is actually strapped to a large rocket. Oh, a large I see. conical red rocket. Yeah, I see Joe over there, and he's got a big conical red rocket that says Acme. And I, I just wonder what he's up to over there. I just, now, now, Joe, what I see is you have built a sort of teeter-totter on a rock, and you are yourself holding a very large rock um as if you're going to launch yourself as some sort of speeding bird is that do i see that right on the skype call um i can neither confirm nor deny but yes <laughs> no, Joe, Joe Conroy, Joe Conroy, uh, Justin Grumroth, St. Louis Post Dispatch. Uh, you, your uh, yearly budget has a uh, five thousand dollars in giant slingshots. Now, <laughs> now, now are the uh, taxpayers if... paying for this? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? I, I felt like, like there was a. I felt like all you were doing was I'm just sorry, stating no, a Brooklyn fact. Joey uh, stole my question. Uh, but yes, are the taxpayers... Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Brooklyn Joey, New Orleans Gazette. Uh, Joe, it appears as if you've changed your Skype background to a train tunnel paint on the side of a mountain. Now, if you went through that, would I be able to go through that too? Um, depends. Do you work on Looney Tunes logic here? I'm so, I am not familiar with these Looney Tunes. <laughs> you have changed your Skype background to a train tunnel, and I'm wondering if it would work for both of us. It's a simple question, sir. Uh, yeah. uh, there's only one way to find out. There's only one. Which is? <laughs> Come on, clear. stop dodging the question, Senator. It would be really awkward <laughs> to explain to my wife why, uh, whenever this call's over, why I have a duck beak behind my head <laughs> and i've got black set all over my face except where my glasses are Vern, i was under the impression uh that it was indeed rabbit season but now you suggest <laughs> that it is duck season. senator you keep flip-flopping on the issue and you keep flip-flopping on the time i think only only justin and i are getting a kick out of this <laughs> But I'm having a good uh, I, I will never not find meticulously explaining cartoons funny. Um, but 
that's uh, it's eleven thirty. We're all here. Where Joe speaks during this encounter, there's going to be a sort of endless echo, as if as if a space where no audio can exist, audio is being sucked into it. Well, I mean, doing puffin is like jazz. It's all about the Joes you don't hear. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, you hurt me in so many ways. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, let this be a healing uh, experience. Uh, if the if if the you know the little hand says it's time to rock and roll. Uh, so if we want to do a sync up. Uh... <laughs> What's what laughing? Um... That's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's okay. I was just wondering what ad. Don't worry. You'll hear very soon. <laughs> and welcome, welcome, everybody, to uh, to Puffin Publishing Podcasts. Uh, what is this, fifth anniversary special? <sighs> that sounds right. <laughs> that seems that seems appropriate. Is it? Is it fourth or fifth? I think I think we're a 2016 pod. Um, well, there's no there's... way to know for sure. There's just... <laughs> There's no There's Earth Day. There's uh the Bible. Bible. There's uh the Girls to Girlfriends Past and then this. So we're the fourth one, I guess. Fourth. Okay, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess yes, if we started in twenty sixteen, we would only have had four <clears throat> anniversaries. Yes. Um, yes. I... Yeah, we're very good at this. I stopped uh, counting after, um, I stopped really knowing how to count at, by a month uh, two or three in quarantine. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've lost the ability to keep track of any numbers whatsoever. Y'all have been counting? <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Keep up. Um, oh, Okay. Uh, anyway, listeners, noble, sweet, uh, kind listeners, welcome to joining us to an actual play of Puffins and Publishing. Oh. Oh. Do you guys get it yet? You soon will. Yeah, you soon <laughs> will. It's it's like the, the very popular Dungeons and Dragons, but we made it remarkably niche. We've made it localized to book authors and the supernatural powers they, of course, possess. You know that, like, you know how you've never really gotten into Dungeons and Dragons because it feels, like, too niche? We're going to make it even more niche. This is, uh... Yeah, in case it wasn't niche fucking enough specific. for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, Justin will, of course, be our uh, GM and uh, game designer. Uh, do you want? How do you want to unfurl this, Justin? Do you want to explain the rules briefly? Do you want to have us yes. introduce yes, ourselves? Okay. Um, so, uh, Puffins and Publishings is a hack of the game Lasers and Feelings. It's a very simple game. E um, every player has a number between two and. And whenever they want to do something that I think uh, would be somewhat challenging, they roll any number of six-sided dice. How about that? That's... Oh, okay. Six. That was it. That was... Oh. 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 Hello. 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 I'm Hello. sorry about that. Uh, That's anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, it would be a special. Six. 
without just uh, <laughs> little technical difficulties. This scans. We're we're on track. If it, you know, if it weren't for uh, the you know the pandemic, uh, the the two week quarantine that lasted a year and two weeks. If it weren't for that, we'd all be in the same space right now. We'd all be in the the atrium. Uh, we would all be in the exact same space, and we'd be able to do this without the aid of Skype. But uh, you know, that's uh, the pandemic is the only thing that's separating us for right now. That's yes, the only course. thing. We're all uh, sitting. Uh, in uh, hyper-sealed booths six feet apart in the atrium. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, uh, you know those things on Family Feud that they put you in when you're not supposed to hear what your family member is guessing in the final round? We've we've borrowed four of those from Richard Karn. We've, we've, <laughs> we've put in a well, loan from Steve Harvey uh, to, to get four of those just for us. Well, I mean... Uh, the puffin budget's been a little rough, so three of those are from on loan from Family Feud, and the fourth one, the one that I'm sitting in, is the uh, other guy booth from When Ben Stein's Money. Uh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I'm seeing that uh, Richard Karn might have fucking uh, jerked me down because I am in what appears to be a dunk booth from a carnival. <laughs> I'm going to ex finish explaining the rules now. No, okay. don't do that. <laughs> anyway, the higher the number the players need to roll, the more they're tapping into their stat of puffin, which is, you know, acting with aggression, passion, and action. And the lower the number, the more they're trying to act with publishing. So, you know, reason, finesse, and caution. They also have a pool of Puffin Publishing Points, uh, PP Points for short, uh, that they can use to tap into their reality-bending powers that come when you become an author. So now, let us set the scene. We, uh, the sun rises on the noble city of Banksburg, and... The various authors of the Puffin Publishing House are returning from their spring break. So, <laughs> which everyone knows publishing houses br break for two weeks. Of yes. course. Uh, <laughs> like between April, between March and April, so that the authors can uh, let loose. And everyone is getting back. Um, Kevin, why don't you introduce your character... And tell me where they're getting back from vacation. Sure. Uh, howdy, cowpokes. My name is Elmer Keith. Or, I'm sorry, Elmer Kelton. A Spur Award winner for Best Western Novel. Uh, you might know me from such books as The Time It Never Rained. A Hard Trail to Follow. Other Men's Horses. Etc. Uh, and, uh, while, uh, while on spring break, I am not one for, uh, Cancun or Key West or any of those such things. Nah, I was up on my ranch up in the sunny Montana, riding and roping my own cattle just sort of for the sport of it. Uh, Elmer, could you tell me what kind of author you are? Sure. Uh, I would, uh, from the pre-described list of adjectives, I would describe myself as a historical author. 
And what is your genre? I would say I'm an airport novelist, not specifically of the thriller variety, but if you see my books, uh, you know, outside of a Walden or a B. Dalton's, uh, I would say that you would find it in an airport terminal. So you saw lots of your books when, um, when you got back from Montana. That's right. I love to, you know, when I'm just hanging out at the airport... Because I always, I get there for a flight a minimum of three hours early. Uh, you know, if my flight's at 6 a.m., I am parked outside the airport because you just never know these days. Uh, and and I like to take a little mosey around <laughs> the, uh, the, the Hudson News and, and take a gander at the section they've marketed out for me and, and my collection of Western novels. Excellent. Thank you. Um... Vern, could you introduce your character and tell me where they spent their spring break? Hey, everybody. It's me, Chex the Chameleon. Uh, I just got back from my spring break vacation. It was a, it was like a party at Clive Cussler's farm. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> The Famous farmer, like <laughs> and uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I uh, <laughs> I I learned how to read and write while living in the floorboards of the Puppet Publishing House, and I uh, I wrote my my novel, <laughs> Checks Three. A tale of two cities, but tale is spelled T-A-I-L. Right. I'm, and let me tell you, I'm ready to whip some tail. It's tail o'clock. Okay. So, could you describe the uh, style and uh, genre of your book? Uh, based by, uh, based on the busty babe on the cover of A Tale of Two Cities, I write horny books. And you better believe they're all movie adaptations. It's Taylor <laughs> Clock, baby. So, so checks three a T A I L of two cities uh, is has been adapted to a movie. That's right. And let me tell you, this adaptation came out worse than a graduation ceremony at Sylvia Plath's backyard. <laughs> So, 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 who played the uh, title role in uh, Checks Three: A Tale of Two Cities? Uh, uh, the um, the lady from Monkey Bone, baby. <laughs> Wait, just Google the lady from Monkey. Elizabeth Bone. Hurley. Elizabeth there, Hurley. okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Google has told me it's Bridget Fonda. <laughs> oh uh, no, I meant Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And this was a movie made this year, or? (laughs) The lore is admittedly complicated, baby. Uh, That's, you know, that's what it's like. It's, uh, you know, I realize uh, my goal was to, uh, it's a a movie about uh, a a chameleon uh, named Chex. Uh, I wrote myself into my own book, and it's him trying to, it's a book uh, about he gets trapped in book world and he goes into different books. Uh, each chapter is like I don't know, like uh, like a level. 
<laughs> and they're all book-themed. <laughs> and it's all about checks at Chameleon trying to escape. And let me tell you, baby, the, the pratfalls he falls into, they're worse than a high school reunion at William Faulkner's garage, baby. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Checks. Thank you. Uh, I can't. Oh, and oh, sorry. Last I... <laughs> Checks. Checks, where did you spend your uh, spring break? Uh, Book World. That's <laughs> the, oh. the A Tale of Two Cities was based on my spring break. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. Thank I, you. I physically can't do. You'll this. never believe what Book World was like. I would love it was to like know. An aud- it was like an audition at Virginia Woolf's <laughs> vacation home. God! Stop this. Oh, no. All right. Uh, well. Oh, no. Okay. And, uh, and, and Joe, could you introduce your character and uh, where they spent their spring break? Are these real? Were we supposed to do real authors or just fake people? Considering I feel like I missed. At, at this point, there. At this point, uh, you have one of the each. The rule book has been thrown out the window. You have one of each right now. So. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm too tired to not to do an accent, so I'm just sticking with this voice then. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it me, it's your boy, the notorious ADC, Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to have you here, Arthur. Um, So uh, what is the, uh, how how would you describe your style and genre of your work? See... People got a preconceived notion of what I write. They think I write mysteries. Nah, 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 man. Frankly speaking, you're reading my books wrong. I can't say that you can read a book wrong, but I can tell you to read my books wrong. I write Eldritch Romance, motherfuckers. Ooh! Eldritch Romance. Um, like, so what would be one of your uh, titles? It's... Oh man, you're putting me on the spot when I'm all wet. I'm so fucking tired. You saw. <laughs> okay, okay. Well then. Sorry, uh, that was kind of a tough question. <laughs> it's like I had a character sheet and then I lost it and then I had to quickly make one out of like these bits and pieces that Ain't I just Ain't that have how we around. all feel sometimes? Uh, like, Joe, oh, I... Joe, Joe, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking up. Uh, I'm sorry, Arthur. I'm looking up your. Uh... Amazon pay looking up your Goodreads profile and you were the one who came up with the uh the pound of Baskervilles, right? Oh yeah, pound of Baskervilles, classic classic variation of it. classic variation. I don't know why everyone thinks it's hound. It's clearly pound of Baskervilles. So it, well, yeah, it seems it, as if people you, just can't read books right. It seems as if people have made benign parodies of your porn novels. Is that correct? <laughs> they, they've, they've, they've taken your books like uh, Sherlock Holmes XXX and they've dropped the XXX and made a sexless version of your work. Do I have that right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, you actually hit the nail right on the head there, my friend. Cool, cool. It's it's like I've been anti I've been anti porn hubbed here. <laughs> okay. I've been whatever uh, the opposite of cooked is. I don't, yeah. I don't rightly know. <laughs> um and uh, Arthur, where did you spend your spring break? Oh, you know, some people were hanging and, you know, having a good time, relaxing. Not not me, not the ACD. I have goals. I have an endgame goal. I spent my uh, spring break. Uh, I spent my spring break in my very, 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 very uh, eldritch and very, very sexy library uh, researching how to obtain my endgame goal. Which is? Oh, I'm going to eat God. Eat? Like, like, like on a on a plate. Like God's gonna be on a plate, and you've got a napkin tied around your neck and a fork and knife in each hand. Fork and knife. God's got a little apple in his mouth. Or their mouth. Mm, gonna, gonna go spit uh... roast God. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize we were in a JRPG. <laughs> I did not realize this was that kind of game. <laughs> We are, it's an RPG, but it's a JRPG. Yeah, exactly. Listen, listen I feel like the, tra- the train went off the track so like about a minute and a half ago with Tale of Two Cities and Checks. A minute like and a half? That was like God 15 is... minutes ago. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, a, yeah. it's like a luau at William Faulkner's bathhouse. Uh, <laughs> God, okay. Well, you all are getting back from spring break, and uh, you have each you're each making your way to the Puffin House. But when you all arrive, you see tons and tons of cardboard boxes stacked all around it. Um, parked in front of the truck, parked in front of the Puffin House is a huge truck that reads Herbert Hoover's Expert Movers. Oh. Um, and in fact, you see Herbert himself uh, guiding two uh, two industrious Russians uh, hefting a large piano, and uh, Herbert saying, "Be careful! Be careful! It's my mother's and a Stradivarius." And um, lo- and looking around, all of this deeply confused is the vice editor of the Puffin Publishing House. Uh, so in the game, your editor is a general NPC who helps you out. Um, an editor has two strengths and one weakness. Um, Joe, what is one of the strengths of the editor? And what is the first name of your last pet? Okay, I guess we're going here. I I'm gonna go with the strength of my editor um, is actually being literate. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, and I will the the last name the last name of what the first name of your pet buddy buddy. Oh no, I mean oh no, I could just do hey cat, are you fine? No, you don't care. Uh, rye bread. 
Rye bread? Rye bread is my cat's name. Rye That's, bread. That is amazing. That's an amazing name. It's a good cat um, name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Vern, pick a second strength of the uh, for the editor and tell me what color shirt you are wearing. So I'll tell you the shirt first. Uh, uh, purple. And uh, his second strength is that he uh, is, I don't know, he's, he's great. Uh, he's, a, he's a great uh, woodworker. <laughs> okay, I, I better clarify. There are six strengths. Uh, oh, fast, from the friendly, G- tough, strong, keen, and literate. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay, my bad. Uh, he's, oh yeah, there's like a whole like rule book to consult. Uh, he's keen. Keen, okay. Hawk-eyed, this uh, editor. Yes. Um, now, Kevin, uh, pick a weakness for the editor, and then reach out to your left and tell me the first thing you touch. Uh, this editor is pissy. Um, and the first thing I touched was, uh, Uncanny X-Men issue 13. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is, of course, from the, uh, what would this be, the 2018 reboot of the Uncanny X-Men? So, uh, if that affects the game at all? Uh, we'll see. Um, so... You walk up, and uh, the vice editor <laughs> comes to you, uh, looking, ooh, real steamed up. And he says, uh, ooh, hey, it's me, guys. You remember me? Rye bread, purple dash, uncanny X-Men, issue 13. <laughs> Your beloved vice editor. <laughs> now, what oh. in tarnation is going on here? Ooh, real bad, real bad news, guys. Since everybody's still off on spring break, there aren't that many people here to deal with it, so I'm glad you're here to straighten it up. Go inside, you'll see just what's going on. I gotta blow off some steam. And he uh, he storms away to a to, uh, kick at a uh, large rock. Did that... Did that... Piss ant remind anyone else of Dennis Hopper from Apocalypse Now? Is it just me? <laughs> Is it just me? No, you're right. He was like a losing a passport at Emily Dickens Furniture Store. <laughs> Which is a situation I would never want to find myself in. Alright. Um I the editor said to head inside. Are you perverts ready? <laughs> Ready, willing, and able. It's Taylor Clock. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I look at my watch, uh, which of course has a tiny picture of Chex, whose tail is is the is the hand going around. You're right, it is. In fact, it's a quarter past the second tail. Let's get moving. So we head inside the Pub and Publishing House. Yeah, all the way onwards and upwards. The house inside is an utter wreck. Even more moving uh, moving boxes than you thought, than even outside, just stacked all over in huge heaps. Um, Industrious Russians are going back and forth, um, packing stuff up and moving them around. And standing amongst the chaos 
is a woman in an immaculate uh, white linen suit and a straw boater hat. Uh, when um, Upon entering, she hears you uh, enter. Uh, she turns around, puts her thumbs in suspenders, and says, Well, now, looky here. I... <laughs> if it ain't some of these puffin' authors. I uh, tip my uh, Stetson hat and I say, Ma'am, now, you could do for some explaining as to what's going on here. Now, right. you all might recognize me. I'm Sappho, ancient Greek uh, poet and governor of this here state of... And uh, when she says the state, um, outside you hear an enormous crash that drowns out her words. And uh, <laughs> you hear a cry. No, the piano! Well, I sure am glad I was not underneath that so what I could pop out the top of it with piano keys where my teeth once was. You're right. That would be worse than a burnt-out light bulb at Richard Scarry's private library. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like you're reading off a randomizer, friend. It's like it's almost like I've got three bowls of nouns in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> almost as if that might be the case. Just, just three fish bowls of little slips of paper with just random words <laughs> scrawled on them in an increasingly desperate hand. One of them definitely has authors, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's almost like that. <laughs> almost as if. So what, uh, you know, piano antics aside, what is going on here at the Puffin Publishing House? I was hoping to sit down at my desk today and work on the next of my famous Western novels. Now that's funny you say you're coming here to write, because uh, I've got word that not much writing actually happens at this here uh, publishing house, and it uh, mostly seems to be filled with uh, these uh, beings with unnatural powers who do all sorts of antics in this here town of Banksburg. I mean, your mayor alone is an unhinged psychopath. But what towns isn't? Be truthful with me. Is de Blasio any better? <laughs> it's Eric Garcetti? What, what's he ever done for his constituency? Most mayors don't change personalities by the light of the full moon. Now, I'm f now I'm fixing to uh, fix up this here town of Banksburg and buy, and so I bought your uh, puffin house, and I'm gonna demolish it to build the uh, Governor Sappho Memorial Recreational Center for Wayward Youth. Oh no! Wait, this is worse than a graduation <laughs> ceremony at H.P. Lovecraft's kitchen. <laughs> A situation I would hate to be a part of. Now, you said the Governor Sappho Memorial. <laughs> Are you planning on shuffling off this mortal coil soon? Because uh, if you intend on buying the Puffin Publishing House, we could expedite things rightly. Being that I, ha being that I have bought the uh, Puffin House and evicted everybody... I have no intention of ensuring any of you are hired again. So if you need a place to stay and live and write and uh, 
quote, write your novels, end quote, you're going to have to buy it from me. And uh, she crosses her arms in assurance that there is no way these three people will ever amount get the money to buy back uh, the Puffin House. What's the price tag? Uh, could each of you roll a 1d6? Sure. Five. One. I just realized that my dice roller computer thing only does six-sided. Oh, a d6? Never mind. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I rolled a four, baby. <laughs> ten dollars. Ten dollars. Now, who has ten whole dollars? I've never seen. I've never seen that amount of money in my life. All God, in one place. Trying to get ten dollars. That'd be like. That'd be worse than going to a bar mitzvah at Agatha Christie's themed hotel. <laughs> a true hell on earth. Now, uh, Justin, how much money, if we all turned, if we all ended up, <laughs> what, how much money do we currently have between the three of us? Uh, n- uh nothing but moths. Oh, damn it. I, I was wondering where I left my moths. It turns out they were in my money pockets. Bad each of news, you guys. had I made an exorbitant off. purchase uh, on each of your vacations. Well, I spent a whole nickel on a sarsaparilla, and that cleaned me out all my savings. <laughs> and I just ate the moths. Sorry, boys. <laughs> nah, little friend, you gotta eat. We all gotta eat. Uh... However, your uh, financial situations are none of my concern. So if you excuse me, I have a rec center to build. And uh, she moseys off elsewhere. It occurs to me this town might not be big enough for the two of us. Hmm. That is distressing. Can I I run... No, go ahead. No, say whatever pithy saying you were going to (laughs) say. I I interrupted you. It's worse than a rehearsal at Virginia Woolf's bathroom. <laughs> glad, glad 30 minutes in, we've done Virginia Woolf twice. Oh, have we? Oh, damn. <laughs> we've also been to We're... two different graduation parties. <laughs> listen, listen, you gotta do the high school graduation, you gotta do college graduation... Like the master's deal. I can't concentrate whenever it's time to whip some tail and it's tail o'clock, baby. <laughs> nah, can I run a pet theory by the two of y'all? Yes, please. So, I might just be a simple southern rancher and lawkeeper of my local township. However, and I might not be much for book learning. However, I do know some things about Sappho's. And that is that she comes from the Isle of Lesbos. And that her name has become an entomological equivalency to lesbianism. Would it be... Would either of y'all be averse to instead of raising $10, which is an unfathomable sum, would it indeed be possible if we were to uh, do some sort of 80s movie comedy get her laid kind of scheme? Maybe she'd loosen up and let us back in the publishing house. 
Yeah, let's get her some tail. <laughs> Andre, did saw, either of y'all clock a wedding ring on goal. that finger? <laughs> there was an open goal, and you just went right through it. But yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Justin, I'm was there. there a was there a ring on that finger? Uh, let me check. Is Sappho spoken for? Uh, no, there is no uh, ring on any of her fingers. My God, a ringless woman. And as the poets once spoke, a woman without a ring must surely be in pursuit of someone to give her one. Let's get this lady a man. <laughs> well, I was thinking a woman, just based on oh, the, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, the right. Sappho and the Lesbo part of it. But, I, you know, it's possible she's not, like, exclusive to one team or another. Sorry, Bookworld fried my brain a little bit. I apologize. <laughs> That's you... alright. Mm. Uh, um... Fuck, what was their name? Uh, Rye Bread. Rye Bread! <laughs> Purple Uncanny Expedition 13 comes up to you guys and uh, says, Hey, I heard you're, uh, you're looking to get uh, Sappho laid. Yeah, That's that right. was what we... get her some tail. <laughs> <laughs> That's two times. Oh. Yeah, well, if you need to, uh... If you need help with that, there's only one person left in town who knows everybody's, uh, romantic availabilities. Now, who would that be, friend? That'd have to be Roald Dahl. Alright. Uh, so I guess sex, we go to Roll Doll's house? Sex God himself. <laughs> Alright, well let's go see the god of debauchery himself. Mr. Roll Doll. Okay, so you all hop into uh Rye uh, into Rye Bread's uh 2010 Honda Civic and <laughs> That's a, uh, you know, that's a, that's a dependable automobile. <laughs> it's a, it's a reasonable vehicle. Gets the job done. Why, 80% of all Ubers I've ever been in have been a Honda Civic. <laughs> uh, now, friends, you know, while we, while we drive over, I gotta ask y'all, have any of y'all been canceled lately? Cause I heard some stuff about Dr. Seuss and I was just wondering if you all had experienced <laughs> that dreaded cancel culture. Uh, well, there's some people that uh, did not take kindly to my most recent book with Elizabeth Hurley on the cover. Uh, they they said that my depictions of women were worse than a hoedown at T.S. Eliot's shopping mall. <laughs> That's pretty bad. My, my friend, it seems like your fishbowls are starting to get a little bit empty there. <laughs> do, you, do you need like... Do you need, like, some more paper to refill them or something? <laughs> I'm trying to go back and forth between paying attention to the story and supplying more nouns. We could. We could, in theory, find you this magical book. It's called a thesaurus. <laughs> thesaurus? <laughs> a big dinosaur will teach him how to read? Isn't well, that Jack's cousin? I'm already a lizard, yeah. Just, just, just talk to my uncle. Yeah. 
So 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 you pull up uh, on us on that uh, the sauciest of boulevards in Banksburg, Sleazy Street. Oh, why is everything wet? I oh, know. it is. I do detest it, the stench of this There is a film on everything. And uh, you pull up in front of a building with a uh, glowing neon sign that says Roald Dahl's Love Shack. And dare I say, it's a little old place. Well, I guess this is our place. Uh, shall we uh, proceed? All right. I mean, mean checks, checks your... Chuck's you're horny. I write romance. Let's uh, let's roll. It's Taylor Cluck. You can't, you can't, you can't just at every instance just say catchphrase. There's limited space on my cartridge, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. so 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 uh, you twist the very greasy doorknob of the no door. No one thinks and open... this is funny except for me, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, that's puffing. <laughs> that's true. You're just you're just playing alone, friend. You open the door, and uh, the front of the house is um is uh seems to be empty. Uh, this really though, this room could be called nothing less than a pad. Uh, shag carpet, bead curtains, uh, like eight lava lamps. Careful, friends. This is hippie domain. There's a uh, there's like a mini bar, but instead of like liquors, it's just various uh, bottles. I I can gladly tell you, even from this distance, they am all, those are all lube. That's all just varying viscosities of lube. Do not go in that direction. I feel the, <laughs> my boots sticking to the floor as we speak. Yeah, this is like a gender reveal party at Mar Jane Satrapi's private library. Now hold on one quick session. <laughs> the author of Persepolis. <laughs> yes. Okay, hold. We no, we're we're going outside. We need to comic creator that turned last filmmaker Mar Jane Satrapi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, just just so we're yeah. clear. We, um, are we legit? Are we legitimately gonna let that one hang? Or are we going to? We don't have time, man. We're forty minutes in. <laughs> oh, yeah, we gotta, we gotta yeah, get we, our. We, we gotta get moving. Um, so you got so you walk in and the house seems empty until you hear a uh, oh, hello. Is there a company? Who goes there? Hey, doll. It's your boy. We need some tips. Doyle! Oh! Oh, my good friend, Doyle. Oh, baby, listen. I, I For the once, I mean it the, other, the first way you hear it, but I'm going to need you guys to come in the back. Speaking of getting canceled. <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, I guess I'm walking along, walking along the slightly sticky, slightly crunchy sh- shag carpet. 
I'll go and follow the voice to wherever doll doll's sweet ass is. And uh, sweet ass is the uh, first thing you see. Because uh, going through the door to the back is the laundry room. And you see uh, the straddled legs of poor old doll uh, emerging from the washing machine. (laughs) Oh no, stepbrother. (laughs) (laughs) See, the notorious ACD looks at this. Turns back and looks and uh, checks and uh, check and uh, checks and fuck. I'm so sorry, Kevin. Wolf. I what? just I I just see cowboy. <laughs> I hang my hat in shame. Just cover cover my face for a moment. This has gone more off the rails than a christening at Jane Austen's house. Well, oh, that okay, makes sense. That, 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 that that's reads. acceptable. That, that reads. That, that one that, actually that feels scanned. like it could be a thing. Uh, All right. <laughs> so quick question, quick question, Justin. Yes. Is the washing machine on? Is he, like, spinning around? <laughs> like, <laughs> Not everywhere? The, oh. Uh, no, it is, well, it, it clearly was on once, because, um, there is, a roll, um, roll doll is drenched, and there is water all over the floor. Uh, uh he says, oh, is, Arthur? Arthur, please, uh, please help me, I... I got all sticky from a a previous client, and uh, I went in to wash myself off, you know, because I'm very, very economical, and uh, I got stuck. I'm still too sticky. Can can you help me? I roll up, I roll up my sleeves all the way past the elbow, and my. Oh, all righty, doll. I'll help you out of there, but I swear to God, I'm not sticking a hand up your ass this time again. This time, it's all in the hips. I'm gonna go over and just like grab, grab, grab him by, the, grab him by the hips and just try and peel him out of this washing machine. Okay. Um. All right. So I'm going to need you to roll. Uh, Puffin. So, Joe, what is your number? Uh, my number is three. Okay, so you need to roll... Uh, so you need to roll under three to do it. Alrighty. Let's roll these bones! Shit. How are your bones? My bones... My bones are... My bones are now probably stuck... Directly on top of Roll Doll, I rolled a six. Yeah, oh, buddy, oh, baby, you—he uh, is covered in what could only be called some combination of like water and roofing adhesive. Um, so <laughs> you put your hands on his hips to pull him out, and man, now your hands are stuck. Oh no. <laughs> Step brother! No! 
Um, and, and Rold says, now, you didn't, now, normally I'm fine with you getting your hands on me, but this isn't helpful for my current predicament. Now, look, listen, doll, I'm attached to you, I'm, I'm connected, we're connected on a, both a spiritual, literary, and now very physical level. All right, well, I suppose it's up to me. The only thing that can fix two people stuck together is a third person intervening. <laughs> and and uh, Elmer uh, steps forward uh, and uh, attempts to, with his hands, get these two men unstuck. Okay, are you also going to use, like, your just physical force to pull them apart? Uh, that's right, my cowboy strength. All right, so what is your number? Uh, three. Uh, so that you also need to roll under a three. Under a three? Just one? D- a d6? Yes. That is a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's... You are now... So what part of... So where did you put your hands? Okay, where are the... So how are, how are these two... Two men stuck together. Okay, so Roll Doll is like from like mid torso down, sticking out of the washing machine. Okay, sure. And uh, the notorious Ace um, ACD, I'm guessing, just stood behind him and put his hands on his hips. Yep, we're going with that visual. So, okay. So where does Elmer stick his hands? Sure. So I was gonna try and sort of, uh, you know, uh, on 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 ACD's chest and on and on like Roltal's head in an attempt to just sort of them apart. But it seems as if they have then smushed together even harder and, and trapping my arms within their tenure. Yes. Okay. Oh, I want to know what celebrity situation this is similar to. You know, this this reminds me of Comic Con at Anton Chekhov's shower. (laughs) Two two of those words don't match, but a shower sounds real nice right now. Jesus. Jesus H. Uh, Christ, Doyle. Well, I, I'm looking at this. I'm surveying the situation here, and uh, I think there's... I'm thinking it's tail time. Or rather, it's tail o'clock. Uh, <laughs> I would hate if it were tail time. <laughs> it's, uh, it's tail o'clock, um, because I'm checks and not anyone else. Uh, so I have a concealed weapon, and my concealed weapon is my tail, uh, I was thinking <laughs> I could... Concealed in plain sight! Yes. Uh, well, it just looks like a tail, but people don't realize that it's a, uh, a weapon and also a, a pogo stick to reach heights higher than, uh, what should be able to, uh, be reached. Uh, I'm thinking I could press X and tail whip the washing machine and break it so that they come flying out of it. Uh, you know, yes, but, uh, if you're going to do that, I'm going to need you to spend a puffin point. Okay. Uh, to do so. How many of those do I have? You start with three. 
Okay, so uh, I will spend a puffin point and uh, tail whip the washing machine because it's tail the cluck, and I'm ready to whip some tail. Uh, like um, with the crack of a whip, uh, you lash the washing machine, uh, shattering it and sending water all, like all even more all over the floor as the um. As Roald Dahl uh, climbs out, uh, free, but still stuck to the other two men. Oh. This is, this is worse than a first date at James Joyce's sister's house. Um... <laughs> uh, Roald, uh, Roald Dahl uh, looks up to you and uh, says, ah, hello, Chex, who I've always known for a long time. Could you, uh, could you fetch the uh, military grade uh, lubrication from my, uh, from my mini bar? Absolutely. Uh, the mini bar is here in the room. It's, it, it's in the other room. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I guess, uh, I will go retrieve the lube. Is there any way that these three can, like, a stuck conga line? Can they, like, stuck conga line uh, with me so that I don't lose a side of them? Yes, but each of them will have to make a uh, publishing role. Oh, is that something move. that they? Is that something that they want to do? <laughs> or do they trust me on this? <laughs> Frankly, I don't, but I'm I'm kind of smushed here in between you know, a piece of sweet ass and Elmer. No offense, Elmer. Well, uh, I guess I guess I'll just make my way to the mini bar then. Do, uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. So okay, you get to the mini bar. There's all sorts of brightly colored bottles, but uh, only one of them has the uh, red, white, and blue of the United States military. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess I'm supposed to assume that's the military grade, uh, lube? Yes, it says tank grease on it. Tank grease, all right, well then, uh, uh, is it within reach with my hands, or do I need to extend my tongue and pull it back towards me? Uh, well, it's, it's an incredibly, uh, actually, um, hold on. Lube for troops. <laughs> Troop lube. Troop lube. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes, out there using Troop lube. I was. I keep. I have this mental image of what Chex is, and then Burns says something, and it completely shatters my expectations. I'm a chameleon. Yeah, you remember him from Checks Enter the Checo? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. I'm, and don't I'm, forget Checks Deep Cover Checo. No, I would let's, never. Let's just, let's just keep going. Okay. Okay, um... Okay, so, uh, Checks, if you want to use your tongue... To grab the bottle, that would require a further puffin point. Oh, but like it's there, it's on the mini bar, right? I can, I yes. can just reach, it, right? Okay, well then I'll yes. just, 
I'll just grab it with my hand. Uh, make a publishing roll to uh, hold on because it is a very greasy bottle. <laughs> okay. Uh, and is that a D six? God. Yeah, yes. Roll uh, roll two D six, and you want to roll <laughs> over your number. Okay, my number is five. Hmm. In the so, uh, in the Skype chat, I've posted my fan art of checks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I have sunglasses, and I'm. Uh, your fan art is incorrect because I'm 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 Captain Morganing on a book instead of a TV. Uh, <laughs> His brother is, is actually Chekhov. Oh, yes. yeah, oh. Chex's gun. <laughs> a pop culture reference is made in the first act. It must pay off in the third. That's right. Eventually, we're going to arrive at a luau at Virginia Wolf's house or whatever. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I'll roll a. I roll two d six, and I give you the biggest number of the two. Uh, you you want yeah no you want to roll over a five. Okay, well, uh, so I rolled, and I got a one. Did you roll? What's the second die? Oh, uh, the second die is a five. Oh, oh so actually, you are. Puffin, you are publishing Puffin. Um, When you roll exactly your number, you get what you want. And also, you get, um, you can choose to either get a free, um, to add a free uh, Puffin publishing point to your pool, or you can spend one for free as part of this roll. So in, in this example, you'd be able to grab it with your tongue. Uh... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take the point and grab it with my hand. I wanna. I wanna. I, I wanna save my grabbing something with a tongue for something a little bit more epic than just taking something off a shelf. <laughs> okay. So all right. So you grab the uh, bottle of tank grease. Okay. And uh, you bring it over to uh, these three stooges, as they are all um, uh, clambering, uh, centipede-like. Sorry, guys. That was uh, as troublesome as a high school reunion at Leo Tolstoy's garage. Hmm. Remember the PlayStation? Okay, so uh, I got the I got the tank grease. What do I need to do? Just pour it on them. Okay, so I slather it on. All right, so I uh, I undo the lid of the tank grease and pour it on the the three step brothers. Douse me like one of your tank girls. <laughs> um, like, uh, with the sound of someone dropping a bag of chicken cutlets, uh, <laughs> our three, our three men, uh, slide apart. Gross. Well, that's good. I'm glad. Oh, well. <laughs> Glad to be unstuck from this persnickety situation. Um, uh, uh, Rold uh, stands up and uh, wetly dusts himself off. Wetly? (laughs) (laughs) He said wetly. Oh, I hate it. 
thank you. Uh, thank you so much, uh, gentlemen. How can I ever repay you? Well, you. uh, no, no, go ahead, friend. Oh, no. Um, it seems, uh, you could be the gentleman, uh, gentleman this situation, Elmer, um, or I could just come out straight up and tell Dahl we, we need to get someone fucked. Oh, I went and said, hey, Dahl, we need, we need to get someone laid. Oh, you... Oh, so, uh, so who needs the fucking and or to be fucked? Uh, well. Her name is Sappho, right? Her name is Sappho, and she's the current owner of the Puffin Publishing House. And, uh, sort of, <laughs> sort of playing into tropes of movies that have surely been canceled. Uh, we're thinking, uh, uh <laughs> she just needs to get laid. And if that doesn't work, we've eaten up enough time that we just lose. We just, there's no there's no rebound in this unless we do a part two if this does not work. By the... I, I understand for the sake of brevity what you are trying to accomplish, and I am going along with it to keep things moving, but, uh... I, oh, wrong accent. <laughs> Are you copying but, me, friend? No, I... We're all... We're all I've been hanging around up. with uh, chicks too much. I uh, I tend to, I'm starting to mimic my surroundings, but I'm back <laughs> to normal. You two also have three bowls in front of you with paper. <laughs> That's right. I have a list of folksy sayings. <laughs> well, wow. by my spurs, this plan better work. All right. Well then. Well, there are. Uh, Three eligible uh, bachelorettes in the in still in town. Oh, now we're not going to be doing some sort of dating game type situation, are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you might just have to pick one and uh, try for and just see if the uh, see if the uh, shoe fits. Well, why don't you, in the history, as, as Chuck Berry would dream, no, not Chuck Berry, Chuck Barris? What was the name of that guy? Anyway, why don't you tell me a little bit about Bachelorette number one? Bachelorette, Bachelorette number one, uh, she's a bit of a country type like yourself. She, uh, she... Always stays at home, but always also roams. That's right. Bachelorette number one is Louise May Alcott in what? her strutting house on the prairie. Now, if I'm not <laughs> if I'm not correct, Louisa May Alcott is the little women one, not the little house one. <laughs> Are you, but she just coincidentally owns a little house on the prairie. I fuck it. <sighs> this is worse than a water shortage at Maya Angelou's attic. Now you're <laughs> That's right. She's um she's house sitting for Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> okay. Well, this sounds like it'd be worse than a house party at Laura Ingalls Wilder's house. Hey, you got both too. <laughs> 
these these fishbowls just keep apparating out of thin air. <laughs> so many fishbowls. So many fishbowls. Maybe these are the key to the puzzle of these fishbowls. <laughs> Maybe we can find $10 in one of the fish bowls. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, for the sake of uh, moving along this situation, tell me a little bit about Bachelorette number two. Bachelorette number two has a mean streak a mile long. But who knows? Some do have a taste for sour cherries. Yes. Uh, Bachelorette number two is Florence Jean Castleberry. <laughs> you make it Florence Jean Castleberry. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, Florence Jean Castleberry, better known as Flo from... <laughs> From the movie Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore and the sitcom spinoff Alice. <laughs> right. She uh, has a new job here at Dante, Alligar- Dante Alighieri's Pizza Arcade. <laughs> All right. That's pizza and arcade, but one word to. Uh, Show the wholeness of the experience. But what happens when we choose her and uh, Sappho decides that she doesn't want to kiss her, but rather kiss her grits? (laughs) Well, then, that still might be a win because (laughs) Flo always has grits on her. Now, doll, honey. Doll, are you talking... Are you talking literal grits, or you may, is that another one of your euphemisms here? No, no, just she has loose grits in her pocket at all times. And but let's uh, just move. Dare I ask about move on? Bachelorette number three? I mean, I'm terrified, but we need to. We need to know. Bachelorette number three is a mystery hidden in a riddle, hidden in an enigma. She is extremely picky about those who she engages with, but if you meet her challenge, she'll be all yours. That's right. Bachelorette number three is Rhonda Byrne in her Pyramid of Riddles. Wow, she's as as secretive as a tea party at Jack Kerouac's bathroom. I can't wait for the Photoshop that Vern does of this episode, personally. <laughs> personally, I cannot wait. Um, Alright, well, and uh, by the way, Roll Doll, excellent job doing a sort of audio pastiche of dating game uh, character introductions. I'm, I'm very impressed, sir. I don't know what you mean. That is just how I talk. I know, buddy. And I uh, gather up my posse, and I'm like, all right, well, uh, which of these bachelorettes seems uh, like the best taker? Well, uh, knowing what we know, uh, by the way, I don't don't know how uh, attached to Puffin Cannon we are, 
But if we are attached to Puff and Cannon, uh, knowing what we know about Rhonda Byrne and uh, Flo, they're, uh, Flo is, you know, like, literally described as being a shrill bitch. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, Rhonda Byrne uh, killed a man in the desert, or led a man to his death in the desert. Uh we don't know anything about Louise and May Alcott. Uh, she seems like, compared to the other two, she seems like the safest bet. Uh, uh, she seems like she won't... But at the same time, if uh, if Rhonda Byrne kills Sappho, then, then I guess we could move back into the house. So, uh, I don't know. My money's on Louise and May Alcott being our best bet here. Hmm. <sighs> Seeing uh, as she uh, famously, uh, you know, was not interested in men, considered herself perhaps a man trapped in a woman's body, uh, mm. seems like our money might be in the right place at this juncture. I never thought of that, absolutely. Mm. We're making reasonable choices here. But we're, but we're all, but remember, remember, gentlemen and Lizard. Yes. We're part yes. of the Puffin Publishing House. We're chaotic. We're chaotic, stupid perverts. Hmm. Let's go with Rhonda. Yeah, I guess uh, the the rational choice is never ruled out in the last four years. <laughs> We've never done that once before. I guess it'd be off brand for us to. It'd be like, you know, going into a role-playing game and choosing an author as your character. That would be a rational choice, but, you know. <laughs> a role-playing game predicated on the characters playing authors, dare I say. <laughs> that would have been a rational choice, but uh, that didn't happen. It would actually, you know what? It would be, uh, it would be... Dare I say, crazy enough to get you banned from going on flights to to do a to rejuvenate a character last seen in the Clinton administration? <laughs> I can't do this, guys. I can't do this. Well, we all feel like that sometimes, friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, so, Rhonda Byrne, then? Well, I suppose I, I'm outvoted. Rhonda Byrne, it must be. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm throwing, I'm throwing a chaos. I'm throwing some chaos in here for just, for just, as the kids say, the meme. Or... I would like to do it for the vine, so if <laughs> we're gonna get this wagon train of moving, now's the time. Absolutely. Let's, uh... It's tail time. I mean, it's tail o'clock. <laughs> Fuck shit. <laughs> Alright, well, it's, I suppose we're off to meet Rhonda Byrne. So you all get into uh, Rybred's Honda Civic, and you uh, start driving into the outskirts of town. Um, uh, as you drive, you notice that there is a 
whole bunch of just strange and twisted buildings all over. And um, Rybread, looking over his shoulder, says, uh, Yeah, so uh, after Governor Sappho kicked all the authors out, the Property Brothers decided to build houses and libraries for all the authors, so everyone has their own house now. And uh, they started, and, and it started to get kind of weird for them and as you're driving uh the road you you notice that the uh that the environment starts to get uh drier and uh sandier and uh before you know it uh you're driving through the middle of the desert and pure and piercing through the horizon is an enormous limes brilliant limestone pyramid with a giant carved question mark in the front of it this is more ominous than a burnt-out light bulb in Harper Lee's executive washroom. We gotta get the lighting technicians fixing out all these burnt-out light bulbs. Oh yeah, no, the um, that the, the property brothers were very rushed to get all the houses built. So, also, they're not good at building houses. No, no, they're not. <laughs> Notoriously no, so. But they I are asked them good to... at terraforming. Yeah, I asked them to remodel my my condo, and they just made it a library. <laughs> so into I the pyramid scheme we go. I asked them for a rollerblade rink, and they gave me the Everglades. <laughs> May we enter the pyramid scheme? Yeah, uh, yes, uh, you park to the pyramid, and, uh, and um, you enter, and as you... Step down the dry, torchlit halls. You enter an enormous uh, room, a full of intricate carvings and gorgeous marble pillars, and uh, lounging in a sunbeam on an enormous uh, dais lie is the body of a, of a colossal lion. And emerging from its neck is the enormous um, face and playful eyes of Rhonda Byrne. Fuck me right. The Uh riddle of the Sphinx. Oh fuck! All right, did you guys grind enough XP? You know, do you have your your potions to restore your mana just in case? I'm sure I'm I'm sure I've done a desert level before. I think I can. <laughs> Guarantee. Uh, she covers her mouth with a paw the size of a car hood. Uh, <laughs> my my my! Do three visitors? Do I spy? Yes. <laughs> That's right, you spy with your little eyes. A posse of adventurers here to set you up on a date. A date, a date. How nice of you. However, there is so much to do as I lie here basking in the sun. Don't you think a riddle would be more fun? Looks like this just turned into a puzzle platformer. <laughs> Shut up, checks. Okay. <laughs> no, no. 
Well, what is it you require of us, almighty oh, Rhonda Byrne? <laughs> an answer! An answer! For my riddle here. And if you provide it, then, my dear, I shall join you on your date. With, however, if you fail to reciprocate, then I will open my mighty jaws and swallow you all with nary a pause. Wow. Did you, did you just come up with that rhyme? That's good. You just, you just, you just ad-lib that? An improv class I took online. <laughs> it was on Zoom. It was fine. Damn it. You took my bit. Watch your words lest I throw a fit. <laughs> then speak thus, almighty oh being, so that your date you might be seeing. Um, uh, she licks her paw, wipes her face, and then um, she sit. She uh, sits up and gets in. Uh, she rolls over and gets into the classic sphinx pose, and uh, she clears her voice and says, <clears throat> "What color socks?" Do bears wear? What color sock? What color socks? What color sock do bears wear? What color socks do bears wear? I mean, there are a couple bears that are known for their colors, right? You got brown bear, you got black bear. Mm -hmm. That's their name. You know, their color bears are white, but we don't call them white bears. Guys, as we've demonstrated over the last hour or so, I am very good at clever wordplay. <laughs> so you got this one in the bag, right? You already got this figured out. I think I do. I don't think bears wear socks. I think they go barefoot. Oh my god! Because <laughs> oh I was okay. I'll be honest with you. I was worried that when you said I got this, you were gonna be like, "Ah, it was like a symphony in Steven Spielberg's toilet or whatever." But well, no, he was, he's not an author, so I wouldn't have said him. <laughs> sure, but it seemed like that's where we were headed in some sort of that direction. But you actually just said a thing that makes sense. <laughs> the fuck. I know, it's like a computer virus in Lewis Carroll's closet. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> so is that the answer you say to Rhonda Byrne? I, I got nothing better, to be, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I mean... Uh, uh, I I, I'm, in, I'm in just general shock that you said something coherent, so yeah, go for it. <laughs> something with tube socks or stockings. Yeah, I got nothing. I'm running through it, and I and I can't I can't find a better answer than what Chex has provided for us. Uh, Thank so- God I brought that Prima strategy guide. <laughs> so okay, so. When Rhonda Byrne hears that, her face, her uh, smiling face goes blank. And uh, she covers it with both paws. And then uh, you start to hear... (laughs) You've got it! You've got it! The answer you found... And so, I am happy to follow you around. 
Take me to my suitor, please, so we can, and then you'll leave us both at ease. Well, that sounds that, a-okay. That <laughs> well. worked. That worked, and I'm really in shock. Come on, boys, it's tail o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so we star wipe back to the <laughs> Oh, the best kind of wipe. Well, why, if you're gonna go to town, going into Lincoln, you know? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Starwipe. Back to Puffin. <laughs> Starwipe. Uh, back to the Puffin house. And, um, and, and uh, now you see, um, amidst the wreckage of the, uh, piano, you now see... Uh, Herbert Hoover guiding two industrious Russians carrying a very full, large, full-length mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Are are we sure it's a mirror, or is it just a giant pane of glass? Are we... Because if it's a giant plane of glass, the expectation would be that I'm a, that we're about to drive through it. But if it's a mirror, you know that would be bad luck. And I want to know. What no, we're, no, what it, we're it's just at. a mirror. It's just a very large ornate mirror. Okay, okay. okay. Um, really? See yourself in stark relief when you stare into that thing. Um, so you arrive, and uh, Rhonda Byrne uh, stops in front of the giant mirror, uh, licks a paw, you know, slick backs her mane. And uh, sticks, uh, and uh, sticks her head inside the uh, puffin house, um, and you hear her say, um, "Hello, hello, my governor, Sappho, sweet. I'm so happy for uh, that we got to meet. These boys have brought me here to you, so we may have a date or two." That's right. We figured that if anything was gonna get you... Lay! What? (laughs) And there is a huge thud, and Rhonda Byrne comes flying out backwards and lands 50 feet in. Her, um, her face, uh, um, her face a snubbed bat, like a, back like a Persian cat's now. Uh, stru- and uh, stepping through the door of the Puffin House, um, the uh, Governor Sappho comes out, uh, and she's starting to roll up her sleeves. Now, I understood that I was under the impression that there would be a we would be engaging in a potential business transaction, and you dared to sully my standing as a governor of this hair state of... And uh, there's a huge crash, and Herbert Hoover cries, No, no, seven long years! <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sappho continues, uh, By bribing me with temptations of the flesh, I've been... I take my role very seriously on the like by this God's given right. That's right. All the gods of Olympus. And there's a huge cr- and uh the clouds darken 
and thunder rumbles and lightning spikes down from the sky and strikes Governor Sappho. And then she is in full regalia of the armor of Alexander the Great. Just like that film Scoob I watched in May of last year. (laughs) Alright, well, we tried to get her laid. Let's kill her. It's tail o'clock, let's whip some tail. Um, I, uh, placed my hand on my... She did uh, say... No, go ahead. She did say that at gods, yes? She said gods. You all heard that, right? Plural? Zappo. Yeah, Zappo. Okay, yeah, I did hear. I, uh, in other words, ACD is just rubbing his hands like, mmm, I'm gonna get some good eats. Eats. <laughs> well then, Tasty you guys. Got, I hope you're you have plenty of appetite to eat this. And uh, she um, makes a fist and punches the earth, which splits and rising uh, from the crevice come a legion of industrious Russians uh, dressed like Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> All chanting, that is, duh, not as Bolsheviks or anything as Spartans. <laughs> duh, <laughs> duh. Well, ain't this just like uh, a kitten with a tail caught in a tornado? We are or, in a pickle. Or like a sexy party at T.S. Eliot's barbershop. That's exactly what it's like, friend. <laughs> Yet once again, you've curtly hit the nail on the head. All right. Um, I I, think something's. You ever realize something's way funnier in theory than execution? (laughs) No, I don't know what that's like. And it takes ninety minutes of execution before you realize just how shallow that pool is. (laughs) It's deep enough for me, baby. Uh, I I. clasp my hand on my pearl-handled revolver, and I uh, spin it around on my little thingy, and I fire off a shot at, um, I, gu- I guess the, what is would be closer to me, a legion of Russians or, or a big boss lady? Uh, the legion of Russians, who have all uh, put up their shields and are, bra- and, um, are brandishing their spears and are, are starting to charge. Alright. Uh, excellent. Uh, so I, uh, pulled out, uh, my revolver and I fire the first round. Okay, uh, that would be using publishing. So you want to roll over your number. Over my number. Do I get any benefit for having written cowboy books? Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, roll, and yeah, roll roll an additional dice. So roll two dice. Uh, five and a two. One success. Okay, uh, you managed to you managed to shoot one of the Russians and uh, get a little ricochet, so you knock out a couple. Dang, 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 dang. <laughs> fish in a barrel, friends. Fish in a barrel. I was so um, the the god is is she's floating above us or is she standing? Oh, uh, she she's doing that uh, JRPG thing where they're like hovering just kind of a foot above the ground. Oh, sure. <laughs> Okay, uh, so, (laughs) 
I can climb uh, like a chameleon does across certain textures, uh, certain textures on the wall, uh, if the uh, game design allows for it. Um, is there any way I can do a tail bounce up to her and grab onto her to climb up her? Uh, yes. Um, I would let you roll... Uh, two, uh, yeah, I would say, um, you would roll two dice, but you'd have to spend a, uh, PP point to do that. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> PP point. Uh, do I roll a, do I roll a D6? Yes, you would roll two D6, and I would say this is kind of a finesse thing, so, uh, you want to roll under your number. Under my number? Okay. Well, my number is five, so, uh, my first roll is a three. Should I go ahead and roll the second one? Yes. My second roll is a four. Okay, so two successes. Uh, you spring onto uh, Governor Sappho and uh, cling to her, and uh, she and um, she cries, uh, "Disgusting reptile! Be gone from me!" And um, with the uh, roar of the ocean. Uh, a blast of water uh, um, starts to course from her. Make um, if if you want to, st- you can either so you can either ride the wave to safety. But if you want to stick up to her, you're going to need to make um, to make a puffin roll. Uh, what to is roll over your number? Roll over my number. Uh, I'm gonna go big or go home, baby. I'm gonna try to roll. Uh, and I roll a d6 again? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I roll. I rolled a six! Jeez. I rolled a six! Despite all the mites of Poseidon that she can access, you hold fast to her. My god, it's like a Boy Scout meeting at Mark Twain's <laughs> house i can't believe i did oh no oh no uh, <laughs> i don't want to know how that would go that is somehow the worst one so far <laughs> remember that conversation we had earlier about canceling <laughs> i was no one's gonna this... miss no one's okay. gonna miss this character it's fine if he gets canceled <laughs> I was this close to making my revolver a cancel gun in a callback to a completely different podcast Oh. So, uh, Arthur, uh, what do you want to do? They've um, the Russians are getting in close, and but um, Governor Sappho is grappled. Moment. Ah. Uh... Oh, hell. I want to eat God. I want to eat him so bad. (laughs) I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to just... Eyes focused on Zappho. Just going to kind of like... Pull out out a little napkin I keep in my pocket. Tie it it around uh, my... Tie it around my neck and have... I reach into my pockets, 
pull out a pull out a little set of cutlery, a little a little knife, little fork, uh, maybe a little knife, little fork. And seeing as Zafo is grappled, I'm going to do a hard charge at Zafo. At Zafo, just jaw slightly unhinging, hinging, being like becoming my true Eldritch horror self. So, if you want to unhinge your jaw further, um, you can do that, but that would require a PP point expenditure. Yeah, you know I'm gonna fucking do it. How many are you gonna spend? You've started. You have three. Uh now listen, Justin. I don't. I'm not. I Mama didn't raise no bitch. I'm using all three of them. So, so as you charge, your mouth just grows bigger and bigger and just distends as, like, the top of your head just slowly slides back until you are at the, until by the time you reach Safo, you are more mouth than man. <laughs> uh, Gex, are you going to get out? Are you going to try to get off in time? Oh, uh, you mean checks? Checks. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess I'm just going to uh, to tail bounce off of Sappho uh, here. Okay. Uh, since you're stuck now, that is going to be harder. So you need to, you're going to have to roll one, and you're going to have to roll. Um, you're going to have to roll under your number. Under my number? Okay. Yes. So I rolled... I rolled a two. Okay, so, alright, you got off. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have just let her eat me. The world would have been happy. Fight her from the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect plan. And, um... Uh... <laughs> Safo, Safo sees you coming, uh, ACD, and just, and just starts crying, No! No! This is not what the god, this is not what the Oracle of Delphi foretold! And she, and uh, she says, uh, Aid me, Demeter! As vines burst up from the earth to lash at you and impede your movement. Mmm, salad before the main meal. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get my greens in okay so if, if you're just going to town on these vines uh, I need you to roll puffin and roll over your number alrighty and since you've uh, got super big you uh, roll three dice for this alright well, well that's a three a one and a six. Okay, so you manage to get. Oh wait, so um, and Joe, what's your number? My number is three. Oh okay. shit! So if you roll your number exactly, you can either get back an additional uh, puff and publishing point, or add an extra one to the stack you already have. I'm adding a stack, another one to the stack I currently have. Your mouth. <laughs> Somehow, Mama didn't raise no bitch. Your mouth somehow gets bigger to the point you are just the uh, the Rolling Stones logo <laughs> on a pair of legs, and you just gnash through uh, these vines and uh, and uh, grat and um, clamp down on Governor Sappho. 
you know, I'm going to start chewing. Um, as you grasp her, uh, as you start uh, chewing, uh, she holds out both hands and uh, grasps both uh, the battle axe of Ares and the forge hammer of Hephaestus and just tries wailing on you. You're gonna um, roll, so roll one die. Roll one die. What? So roll one d six and um, roll puffin. So roll over. Alrighty. Would you believe me if I said I rolled a three again? Oh shit! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm taking up the spotlight here. <laughs> like nah, you're eating God. Mother. I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, like a mean green mother from outer space. You're eating God. It's okay. <laughs> That's what we. <laughs> you uh, engulf uh, Governor Sappho into <laughs> uh, boater hat and all into your mouth. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? I have God in my. I have God. I have God in my toothy maw. I'm going to eat the ass. No, I can't say You that. had one goal, to eat God, and, and we're letting you accomplish it. I'm going to eat God. Let me, let me eat God. Just let me eat God. Are you going to finish let that God? All... I'm yeah, sorry, can you pass see. the God? I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> Could you go for God? Do you want to get? Do, can we get God for the table? Yeah. Do you guys want God? If you, if I ordered God, would you, would you split? Would you have some? Would you eat some God? Listen, uh, kids aren't getting enough God in their diet, so we're doing a, a whole awareness campaign called Got God. So if you, if I eat one fly, it adds one HP to me. How many HP did you get from eating God? <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, I, I mean, I guess it's. Unlimited, right? Until someone eats you. It's <laughs> Until someone eats me, yeah, I think I think that's how it works, right? I can't that's, wait that's... to I can't wait yeah. to Photoshop an Arthur Conan Doyle Euroboros. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> well yeah, well no, um so Arthur Conan Doyle, you have uh, partaken in the flesh of God and have thus completed the Eucharist. So <laughs> Uh, so you're Catholic you... now. Congratulations. Yeah, no, you, so Arthur Conan Doyle, you are saved. Congratulations. Huh. Your your soul has been saved. Mm -hmm. And uh, you you swallow uh, the last of God. Now, um, when God was consumed, do the Russians like fall over like the Phantom Menace? Like like their control is destroyed? They actually or they... Uh, all uh, vanish, leaving little piles of their. Um, of their Spartan armory and weapons. I look around at this pile of fucking ash around me after shooting two guys, and I'm like, my work here is done. <laughs> the town is safe once again because of old Elmer Kelton. A much better strategy than me trying to climb up and find its three hit points that I failed stop on. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, rye bread, purple, uncanny X-Men, issue 13. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> and, uh, gets out of 
the uh, Honda Civic and uh, says, Well, guess what, you guys? You've done it. You've saved the Puffin House. Sappho didn't know it, but the deed had a vor clause. <laughs> I'm just, like, slowly folding back into the normal somewhat humanoid figure of the yeah, notorious uh, ACD. You start getting your, your eyes and your hair and your arms back. It is a Cronenbergian nightmare. So I guess you guys are the ones who own the Puffin House now. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> the, 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 the lore is now that... <laughs> The, the setting in which our podcast has taken place in the last four years is owned by a cowboy, Arthur Conan Doyle with God in his belly, and a 1996 video game platform parody. <laughs> so, um, okay, I'm sorry, we were doing a prequel this whole time? <laughs> yeah, I that's, that's why none of these three characters appeared on Puffin, is because they were running the show. <laughs> I suddenly feel a godly, pr- you know, having consumed God, and um, I feel, you know, rather full. But I feel at this point in time, I need a, I need to transcend myself. I need to become more than Arthur Conan Doyle. I can bring this right the fuck around, boys. <laughs> yeah, my friend, you have become that which you sought to destroy, and that cannot be an easy task for any man. Mm, I feel so- like I must transcend being an author i feel i must grow and change and shit mm. you're only a vice editor right red red purple uh uncanny x-men issue 13 yeah that's right what do you want to make of it what the puffin publishing house needs is an editor i shall transcend following off the shackles of arthur Conan doyle and i will become the editor of the Puffin Publishing Puffin Publishing House. You may now refer to me as Mr. Wiggles. What uh, are you? A wiggler or something? So, no, but Yeah, are you a little caterpillar from the Mario franchise of games? <laughs> so let me get this straight. Arthur Conan me- eats God, <laughs> and then later on he dies off screen. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. None of this makes sense. <laughs> no, Penny Pennybottom comes first. Pennybottom comes first. Oh, okay. Wiggles is, right. the, okay. is the uh, replacement. So this Thank adventure you. takes place between like this is actually a midquel. Yeah, this is a midquel. This takes place between puffins like two and know. three. <laughs> Do we have a timeline? Yeah, of course there's a timeline. It's rigidly maintained. This takes place in 4BBY or whatever the fuck. Well, no, no. I think think we're Captain Marveling here where this provides necessary information that wasn't really necessary but we needed to get checks into the franchise yeah you gotta you gotta fill in the lore the lore is tantamount what i love is when we gotta stop and we do some lore real quick um i hate stories i love lore there are no themes only lore (laughs) we look look we can i will gladly spend my one yearly mulligan on this (laughs) oh don't waste that what else am i going to use it on the year is young (laughs) just 
just whenever you go whenever you go back and re-listen to Puffin Publishing podcasts, just know that <laughs> uh, T. S. Wiggles is a former uh, god-eating Arthur Conan Doyle. Know that somewhere crawling around <laughs> is a is a tiny little chameleon, and uh, there's a cowboy just somewhere off. And there's a cowboy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he uh, well, didn't like, really get developed. That's okay. Everybody needs yeah. a straight man. Yeah, no. One of Kevin's multiple like cowboy western characters. Yeah, <laughs> I love so a cowboy. Good. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I know. Cowboys are great. Oh, yeah, show's over, folks. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Why? Well, I, I, I. Thanks for listening. I don't know why the fuck you're still here. <laughs> why? Why are you still here? Why did you listen to this? There's so many things you could have done with your period. Go of home. Time. The movie's over. <laughs> Go home! Uh, this is crazier than a square dance at J.D. Selinger's parents' house. Happy 4th anniversary, everybody. Th- <laughs> Seriously, though, thank you so much for l- continuing to listen to this for four years. No, I think this is the Why? fifth, because we started fifth? in 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. No, but this is the 4th anniversary. No, we started in 16, 17, But an anniversary 18... is what happens the year after it starts. Yeah, so one year was the 17th on, on 2017. So that's two, our first anniversary. Two would be 2018. Three would be 2019. Can't believe I have to do this whole thing. Four would be 2020. And I hate to tell y'all it's 2021. <laughs> I hate to what, be the bearer of bad news. So then what was... Okay, so the first anniversary special you did was the Earth Day special. And then, we did, and then we did the Bible slash church lock-in. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, we did uh, the the fire festival thing. Yes, we did the fire festival thing. <laughs> yeah, the incredibly so, topical fire festival. We did the fire festival thing, and then Ghost of the Girlfriends passed, and now the uh, Puffin RPG. And now the Puffin RPG. Almost as if when we were actively recording this, we severely underestimated how long the show would go. And we didn't record enough specials. Indeed. Correct. Almost. Almost. Jesus H. fucking Christ. No, he has long abandoned this podcast. Oh, uh, he got eat. Yeah, he got eat. <laughs> dead. He's he dead. Got, oh, right. Joe, yeah, no, Joe, you, you took the Eucharist. Yeah, uh, one sliver at a time. <laughs> crazy how this happened between episodes two and three, and God being eaten never got brought up in the Bible special. <laughs> Never felt relevant. Never. Well, that was a flashback. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And then by the time we get to the present, everyone's so used to it. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, we're not bringing it up all the time. Thanks Cut. for listening, everybody. Good night. God. What the actual fuck was those two hours? Two hours.